Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets Jesus Broke Lack. For those joining me for the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in as I cover the Broke Blessings series. Feel free, if you haven't already, to listen to and share parts 1 through 13 of this series to catch up. And also feel free to share this series with someone who might be going through asking themselves, why is God breaking this off of me? Why did God break that? Why did God do that? What's going on? My aim for this series is to encourage listeners as they gain awareness regarding the powerful breaking that comes with God's love for his children. And there are some things Jesus will break off of us, in us, around us, and through us. But whenever Jesus and God breaks anything off of us, there's always a blessing associated with it. There are some things that Jesus breaks off of us because those things that were connected to us at one point in time, those things were not, or those people, were not conducive to where he was taking us. And then Jesus breaks things and God breaks things off of us because we're loved. He loves us. They love us. And whenever the Lord breaks anything in us, on us, around us, through us, under us, we can guarantee that God is working it all together for our good because we love him and we've been called according to his purpose. And there is a blessing, as I stated earlier, there's always a blessing associated with God breaking some things off of us that produce no fruit, okay? But what I would like to do is define what lack means. Lack can be defined as deficiency or absence of or the absence of something needed or customary. Lack can be defined as something missing or needed. Lack can be defined as when someone is without something, something is not available, or there's not enough of something. So if someone says they are lacking, there is lack, they are implying that something is missing, something is needed. There is not enough of whatever it is. So what I want to do is look at Matthew, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 13th through the 21st verse. And I want to break down this account in history where Jesus broke lack. And I encourage you to read this passage of scripture on your own in its entirety. And I also encourage you to ask God for wisdom and discernment and ask him to show you things that you didn't know and reveal some truths to you so you can understand what he's telling you and you can apply it to your life. Okay, now what I'm going to do with Matthew, the 14th chapter and the 13th through the 21st verse, I'm going to provide a snapshot. So what was going on is Jesus heard what happened to John the Baptist. And when he heard about what happened to John the Baptist, he withdrew by boat to a solitary place. When the crowds heard where Jesus was, they followed him. And they followed him on foot from the town. When Jesus landed and saw the large crowd that followed him, 
Jesus had compassion on the people and he healed their sick. And this must have been some crowd because scripture states that as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. And Jesus, we are in a place far away from the city. Most of these people left their town when they came to follow you. They walked all this way over here to see you. And I understand that you're healing them, Lord. And that's all good. But it's getting real late right now. And yeah, Lord, I mean, I think it's time that you go ahead and send these crowds away so they can go back to their own house, go back to their own town, so they can buy themselves some food and, you know, be comfortable for the rest of the night. Jesus heard the disciples and replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. The disciples responded, Lord, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. See, the disciples approached Jesus because they saw a group of people and then they saw what they had in their hand, two fish and five loaves of bread. And they're trying to figure out, you know what, I, I don't know how this is going to spread. And they most likely thought, based off their response, we're lacking. We don't have enough. So we don't have enough. I don't have enough individually to feed all these people. Yeah, we need to send them home. And what the disciples did is they went to Jesus and told Jesus, yeah, Jesus, send these people home because we don't have enough. And this is very eye-opening because if we're not mindful, we find ourselves doing the very same thing. We're walking with Jesus. We're talking with Jesus. We're experiencing the goodness of God. People know who Jesus is and what he means to us. And the Lord has been blessing us all this time. And we actually go up to Jesus and we tell Jesus to send things away. Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out because I don't have enough. Not really conceptualizing that. The one who is with us, who is Jesus, can make anything happen. Whenever we are around Jesus and we really invite him in and we really allow him and we really give him the permission to do what he's going to do in our life, lack cannot be around. Lack leaves. And this was a powerful lesson for the disciples as well as us. The disciples saw a need. They saw what they didn't have but they were with the one who could provide it. And they got so consumed with what they saw and what they couldn't do on their own, they just jumped the gun and told Jesus, hey, Jesus, uh, we can't do it, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can do it either, so just send these people home. Now, they witnessed Jesus perform all these miracles, but they, for some reason, didn't believe at that very moment that Jesus was going to feed the very ones he healed. Now they witnessed Jesus healing people, healing the people in the crowd, but they didn't believe that Jesus could feed them. And sometimes it happens because we're looking at, oh, I don't want that responsibility to come on me. So Lord, could send them away. I'm not trying to do all that. I'm not trying to sow into all them people. I'm not trying to do that. 
Lord, send them away. Let them go home and feed themselves. They brought themselves here. Lord, don't please don't tell me to do anything. Please don't tell me to do that. Please don't tell me to believe you to feed these people. Ah, because I know you're going to come through. I just don't feel like doing that today. And you see how Jesus came back? Hey, no, 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 we're not sending them home. They don't need to go away. I've given you everything you need in me to do what you need to do for these people. So they're not going home. You're going to give them something to eat. Has that ever happened to you? Where you try to evade responsibility, evade accountability, and you try to hurt and put it back on somebody else, and the Lord said, no, 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 no. You do it. Stop praying to me about that and go do what I told you to do and go do what I equipped you to do and go do what I strengthened you to do and go do what I blessed you to do and go do what I called you to do. Don't send them home. Do not send them home empty-handed. Give them what I gave you. Do it. See, it's not a game. So jumping back to Scripture, the disciples, you know, told Jesus, hey, Jesus... Jesus, please, no, we we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus said, bring them here to me. And Jesus directed the people to sit down on the grass. And Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, Jesus gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then Jesus gave the two fish and five loaves to the disciples, and then the disciples gave them to the people. In verse 20 states, they ate, referring to the people and the disciples, they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides the women and children. Now, after reading Matthew, the 14th chapter, and the 13th through the 21st verse, there were quite a few people lacking in some things and some areas of their life. And we're going to break down who they were and what they were lacking. Now, for one, within that passage in Matthew, the 14th chapter, for one, The crowd was lacking. The crowd that followed Jesus, they were lacking in something. And we know they were lacking in something because they were following Jesus. Some of them were sick. When an individual is sick, they're lacking something. They need to be healed. Something within them is missing. Some area in their life is not whole. And they needed to be healed. So this crowd, they walked away from what was normal and comfortable to go wherever Jesus was. This crowd traveled extraordinary lengths to get to extraordinary places just to discover Jesus. The people in this crowd, they needed to be healed. They were sick. And we know that because the Word of God says there were some who were sick. And it could have been sickness relating to health, Sickness relating to relational issues, financial issues, emotional strains, environmental obstacles, career sickness, identity sickness, family sickness. Either way, Jesus healed them and Jesus had compassion on them. 
Jesus knew they were lacking something or some things, and they traveled to Jesus, this crowd, because Jesus was the only one who could break any lack they experienced that resulted in their sickness. And when they approached Jesus and they made contact with Jesus, they gave Jesus the permission to break their lack. Can you see? Jesus broke their lack because they went to Jesus and Jesus healed them. And when Jesus healed them, he made them healthy. He made them whole. He made them sound. He restored them. He made them well again. He put them in a better condition than they were previously. Remember, what is lack? Lack is when one is deficient in something. They're missing something. To be short of something. They had a need or somebody has a need of something. To stand in need of. To suffer from the absence or deficiency of something. That's what lack is. And Jesus broke the lack of the individuals in the crowd. Whatever they were experiencing. Whatever they were going through. Jesus had compassion on them and healed them. And whenever Jesus heals a person. Whenever Jesus restores a person. Lack is no longer present because when one is healed, when one is delivered, when one is liberated, when one is set free, when one is made whole, they are made well again. They are restored, as I just stated. And lack can't be there. Lack is not around. It's no longer there. So remember this. This goes for you, too. When you travel towards Jesus, when you seek Jesus and you fear the Lord and you make sure that Jesus and God are supreme in your life, you're aiming to do what God says to do. You're aiming to live the way the Lord wants you and commands you to live. And you want to please God and you're not worried about trying to please people and please this world. When you're really aiming to do that and the Lord heals you and heals these areas of your life that are broken and that are sick and full of dis-ease, lack is not around. Lack can't be in your life. Lack has to flee because Jesus broke that lack. Once that lack makes contact with Jesus and you surrender that lack to him, Jesus will have compassion on you too, in some way, shape, or form, and the Lord will break that lack in your life. He'll break it. He'll break the connection with you and lack, and lack has to go. Lack will have to go figure out what it's going to do with itself, because it can't be with you, it can't be around you, it can't be near you anymore. That's how that goes. Okay, we're still in Matthew, the 14th chapter. The other group of people who were lacking within this passage, the disciples were lacking. And I briefly covered this earlier. But although the disciples were with Jesus, they were lacking in knowledge. They were lacking in understanding. And they were lacking in revelation. And have you ever been with Jesus? And you're following Jesus? And you didn't even know you were lacking in a particular area of your life? You see Jesus healing people, and that is expected because you trust him and you have faith in him. 
And you see Jesus breaking lack off people. And you expect that. Because you know the Lord has all this power. And he has all this authority. God is not a man that he should lie. Whatever the Lord says. He's going to perform. He's going to make it good. Yeah, you know that. You've been walking with the Lord. You've heard that. You believe that. You've experienced that. But one thing we all need to check individually and collectively is we don't need to get too familiar with Jesus. And we don't need to get too familiar with our relationship with him where we departmentalize his miracles in one area. And then we make up in our mind, the Lord only heals that way. Or the Lord only heals in this way. The Lord only delivers this way. There's no way he can do A, B, or C because I've seen him do A, B, and C just this way alone. He can't go outside of that because that's what I've seen all these years. Never seen the Lord do P, Q, and R before he did A, B, and C. No, it don't work like that. See, we don't know what the Lord is going to do. We just have to trust that he's going to exceed our expectations and bless us and bring us out. So what I mean by this is the disciples, they could have been used to Jesus healing people. They could have been used to Jesus being followed by large crowds. And that was all good when Jesus performed those miracles. That amazed them. But it appears that for whatever reason, on this particular day, the disciples didn't trust That Jesus could break lack in every area of a person's life outside of just healing alone. And have you ever heard a person mention that they pray to God about big things, but they don't pray to God about small things? Or they say the reverse, oh, I just pray to God about small things. Oh, I I can't talk to him about the big things. I leave that stuff alone. And then I just, no, I don't want to do too much. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Have you ever said that? Your best bet, (laughs) pray to God about everything. Everything. Because your big thing or what you think is big, that's small to God. While you over here trying to tell the Lord, you know, Lord, just take care of this because I I think you can just handle this, you know. This right here I can do. Handle this. He looking like, what? What? Everything you have going on is small. What are you talking about? Some people do that. Some people say, yeah, I only pray to God about things that I can't control. But the things I can control, I just handle that myself. See, pray to God about everything. He said that. The Lord told us to pray to him about everything. He said to, let me go to it. The scripture is found in Philippians, the fourth chapter in the sixth through the seventh verse, and this is what it states, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, we don't need to get caught up thinking Yeah, I just bring this to God, and I'm not going to bring that to God. When we do things like that, I believe that you're setting yourself up to get in a routine where you are 
unknowingly doubting God. You're doubting him. You might not mean to doubt, but that doubt is inviting the lack of trust in God to come on in. That doubt is inviting non-belief in. And before you know it, since you've trained your soul to doubt the Lord, saying, you know, I'll handle this and I'll, I don't know if the Lord can handle that. You'll be walking in unbelief, not even realizing how you got there. You don't want to do that. That's why you need to pray about everything. Don't think that your issues are too big for God or they're too small for God to handle or be concerned about. God cares about everything concerning you, regarding you. So don't do that. Don't allow Satan to come in and tell you stuff like that. His aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll use anything, any inroad to do that. And when a person makes those statements of, oh, I don't pray to God about that. Oh, I don't bring that to God. I don't know if he's going to be able to you know, really come through. That's lack. That is lack. That is lack. And then if the person says, I'll control that and I'll handle that, that's lack. Why would you want to control and handle something on your own apart from God when God can give you the tools to do more than what you thought you could do? And the outcome could come out so much better than what you thought you could do. That's lack right there. Wrapped in pride, too. Wrapped in pride. It's lack. The lack is a person not trusting God to handle every situation in their life by his guidance and direction. The lack is a person believing they can make sound decisions from God, apart from God, and then only calling on God when things are getting out of their scope of authority and control. The lack is not believing God can handle everything. In everything, we need to bring it to God. So going back to Scripture and going back to the disciples, yeah, they were following Jesus. They were aiming to be imitators of Christ, but they were missing something. And what they were missing was the truth on Jesus breaking lack. Wherever Jesus is, lack has to leave. The disciples missed that. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, when you read that or when you review that, you'll see how the disciples watch people. They watched people receive healing. Jesus was breaking lack off of people's lives left and right in their presence. But when they looked at the time, they looked at the time of day, the disciples started thinking. They started looking towards themselves. And they approached Jesus and they told Jesus, yeah, uh, it's getting late. You know, Jesus, you know you in a remote area as if Jesus didn't know where he was at. And then they were telling Jesus the time of day as if Jesus didn't know the time of day and then they expressed to Jesus yeah I understand Lord you know you're breaking lack off of people we know you're blessing the people yeah but um Lord you're gonna send the crowds away so they can go buy themselves some food now when we read our Bible we don't see anywhere in the Bible where 
when the crowds followed Jesus and the time of day changed. We don't read anywhere where the crowd was begging Jesus for food to eat. We don't read that. We don't read anywhere in the Bible where the crowd started yelling and screaming, saying, we're hungry. Where's the food at? Isn't this supposed to be a banquet somewhere? Some tables, <laughs> some chairs, some food. Like, where's that? Where's everything? We don't read about the crowds running up on the disciples saying, hey, where the snack cups and the fruit cups for the kids? Y'all don't have any? No apples, no figs, no walnuts, no chocolate. Where, where, where is it? And yeah, we know y'all, you know, fishermen too. Y'all don't have any fish plates on sale? No fish sandwiches? Y'all don't have that? No wine? Okay, if y'all don't have the wine, I got the water. We got the water. Y'all got, we got the water. All we need Jesus to do is to touch it and it's going down. No, we don't read that. We don't. We don't read about the crowd harassing Jesus or harassing the disciples to eat. So why did the disciples say that? Why were they worried about the people eating when the divine need fulfiller and the divine lack breaker was right there? For the disciples to say that they were lacking or they could have been lacking in understanding and they could have been lacking in focus. See, the one who supplies needs was right before them, but they were thinking about what they possibly couldn't control, and they wanted to let the people just disperse and get out of there. And there could have been several reasons or explanations on why they could have had those responses and went up to Jesus with that. But it lets us know they were lacking in what Jesus could do in every area and aspect of everyone's life, everyone's. See, this is a reminder for us. We don't need to get too familiar with the Lord where we expect the Lord to, yeah, we expect the Lord to heal them. But as far as the Lord providing a snack for them, I don't know if the Lord can do that. That thought alone is lack. That is lack. It's lack. And going back To the disciples, Jesus broke the lack off of them, letting them experience the understanding that Jesus supplies all needs. And Jesus provides us with everything we need. And even in this scenario or this account in scripture, Jesus broke the lack off of the disciples because Jesus allowed the disciples to see that When you think you're lacking in the very area to effectively help other people, Jesus will come through and break that lack and show you that he's blessed you, he's empowered you, he's strengthened you to do what he's called and commanded you to do, even though it doesn't look like things will work out and turn around. See, the disciples, they love the Lord, they followed the Lord, but they learned a valuable lesson. Something was exposed to them that day. And that was Jesus can break lack with anybody, off of anybody, including the very ones 
who walk with Jesus. You might think that you have it together, but Jesus can always break some stuff off of you so you can perform at the level he wants you to perform. And you can grow at the level he wants you to grow. And going back to that passage, when Jesus told the disciples, no, no, you go get them something to eat. Don't send them away. They don't need to go away. You feed them. And then when the food was brought to Jesus, what did Jesus do? He told the disciples, bring me what you have. In your eyes, you're lacking. But once you bring that to me, and I give it back to you, it's multiplied. And lack has to leave. See, Jesus directed the people and the disciples on what to do. Jesus gave thanks to God for the food. He broke the bread and the food was multiplied. And after Jesus multiplied what was in his hand, Jesus gave the food back to the disciples. And the disciples administered the food to the people. And Jesus did that by design. He did that for the disciples to see Whenever you feel like you're lacking in something, you feel like you need to send people away, you feel like you need to quit, when you listen to the Lord and the Lord directs you and he tells you to bring him what you have, bring him what you think you're lacking, when you do that, allow God to multiply it and give it back to you. And then you can go administer, you can go give, and you can go help people. It's powerful. What you thought you were lacking in, Jesus broke that lack. And when Jesus breaks lack, it's always a blessing associated with it. Wherever lack is, it can't stay where Jesus is. It it cannot stay. It can't. Wherever Jesus breaks lack off of you or lack in you, that is a blessing. Now get ready, because once some people see that lack is broken off of you, and depending on if that person is a snake, a wolf, a pig, dogish, whatever it is, if those types of people see that lack is broken off of you and you're experiencing these great blessings, they're going to have a problem with it. And then they're going to express how you are wrong for allowing Jesus to break that lack off of you. You are wrong. And who do you think you are? Not walking, living, thinking, driving, or talking in lack. Why are you not doing that anymore? Why won't you invite lack back in? Oh, so what? You with Jesus now? Oh, you trying to walk in the restoration of Jesus now? You want to be free from lack? So you don't want to live in lack anymore? Uh, You don't want to be a part of this lack lifestyle? These lack conversation? This food that's always lacking? You don't want to eat that? You don't want to be a part of that? Oh, so you're not trying to hang with the lack thinking anymore? Oh, you think you're all of that now because you don't want to hang with lack? What? I'm telling you if you don't know already. It's going to happen. And when it does, what will you do? Because Jesus broke a lack off of you. 
but it's your responsibility to steer clear from lack also. When Jesus breaks lack off of you, you don't need to go to lack and pick it up and then go find lack and then treat lack like it's a pet. You don't need to be calling out to lack, trying to get lack back in your life, just calling it back in. Hey, lack, come on, come on back, you know. People upset about you leaving me and me walking away from you and Jesus breaking us up. Just come back, you know. I, I really want to be a people pleaser. Come, come on back in my life. Come on, stop, stop playing. Come on. And then lack saying, what? I thought you was with Jesus now. You with Jesus. I didn't think you had time for me no more. And you find yourself saying, chill out. Come on, come on, come back. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't invite lack back in. Because when Jesus breaks lack off of you, it's got to go. But if you reject what Jesus did for you, and you reject the blessings associated with the lack being broken off of you and you run back to lack and you pick lack up, you're not only picking up lack, you're picking up lacks, cousins, friends, relatives, and that is dis-ease is coming. Lack is going to invite dis-ease. Dis-ease is going to send a text message and an invitation for bitterness, resentment, jealousy, Hate, people-pleasing, they're going to be invited to the crib. And then Satan's going to get the memo, okay, yeah, lack coming back. Okay, yeah, because I've been trying to kill, steal, and destroy them for a minute. Yeah, I'm taking them down. Okay, I need some uh, generational curses. Hey, y'all, come on in. Come on, they, they inviting us in. Come on, hurry up. Get there. Demons, come on. Disaster, come on. Go in there, hurry up. Hurry up. We don't have time for them trying to repent again and call Jesus back in the equation. Because once they call Jesus, we have to leave. Hurry up and get in there. Do what you need to do. Pride, we need you to hurry up. Pride, hurry up. Leave them alone and get over here. Destruction, hurry up. Just take take them out. Take them out. Put them in bondage. Do what you need to do. Hurry up. And don't forget this. This is a bag of insecurity. You know, and all their regrets and all their fears and stuff from their past. Take that with you and bust the bag open so you can clog up their soul. So you can block their soul up because I don't have time for their spirit trying to make contact with the soul so they can call Jesus. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to really keep them down. Okay? That's a problem. When Jesus breaks lack off of you, don't pick it up. Forget what people are saying. Forget what people are doing. People might persecute you. They're going to persecute you. But once that lack is broken off of you, never turn back and pick it up. That includes the lack of knowledge, lack of finances. When Jesus breaks all those lacks off of you, where you're not lacking anymore in anything, your bank account is not lacking, your relationships are not lacking, your confidence is not lacking, your relationship with God is not lacking. Your goals aren't lacking. Your dreams aren't lacking. Your health is not lacking. Everything you need is there. Your appearance is not lacking. Your food is not lacking. You have everything. God is 
provided for you over and above what you could ask, think, or imagine. He's abundantly supplied you with more than enough. You don't have time to throw all of that away. Walk away from Jesus. Go get in a position of lack just to appease people who didn't care about you from the jump. Especially people who you knew were no good for you and God told you to walk away from. Even if it's the people who say they love you and you've been close to them, if they want you to go back to lack, you need to pray about that. But uh, I'd leave them alone. I'd leave them alone. Until they jump on the abundant train of blessings with me towards Jesus. But once somebody experiences the fullness and greatness of God, who wants to go back to lack? For what? For who? For what? For them? <laughs> yeah, right. Now, receive the blessings from God. Receive the blessing from God of abundance and restoration. And don't get too comfortable and familiar with the works of God for others where you don't even see how powerful God is working in your own life. Also, whatever you bring to God, when you think you're lacking in something, understand that God knows how to multiply that when you bring it to Him. And when you bring anything to God where you feel like you're lacking or you're operating in a deficit, do you understand that by you bringing that to God, God is breaking lack off of you right there? You trust him enough to bring it to him instead of wallowing in it, thinking, one day, one day, I don't, this is a part of my life, this lack. No, you brought it to the Lord because you know something's wrong. And God knows how to multiply that. Or God knows how to break it off of you where you can live a lack-free life in Christ. A scripture I would like to share with you in closing is Psalm the 34th chapter in the 10th verse. And it states, the young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And I want to read the amplified version of that very same scripture. And this is what it states. The young lions lack food and grow hungry. But they who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. And that is so true. Be a person who seeks the Lord. Be a person who fears the Lord. Whether you are in a crowd or not. Seek the Lord even if it means going to Him all while you're walking away from what is familiar to you or walking away from people you know. Go to God. Seek Him. Seek the Lord. Bring your cares to Him. Bring what is making you sick to Him. Bring whatever is causing you dis-ease or discomfort. Bring that to the Lord and watch how He breaks lack off of you. And if you've already done that, Praise God that the lack is being broken off of you. Even if things don't seem like they've changed or it's going too slow, your time is not God's time. God knows what he's doing. You keep doing what God told you to do, 
And when you look back, you'll see, oh, my goodness, thank you, Lord. You really broke this lack off of me. I'm not the same. And briefly going back to Matthew, the 14th chapter, you had those two groups, the crowd and the disciples. Each group went to Jesus for something because they were lacking in some area. And within each group, God, Jesus broke lack off of every individual there. Every individual experienced the blessing associated when Jesus breaks lack off of a person's life. Remember that promise found in Psalm the 34th chapter in the 10th verse. The young lions lack food and they grow hungry. But they who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. And I enjoy that scripture or reading that scripture and pondering and meditating on that scripture. Because we are not like young lions. We aren't animals because we have the mental capacity to seek the Lord in any area we lack. And when we seek the Lord first, we fear the Lord, we keep him first. God promises us that we will not lack any good thing because Jesus breaks lack. All right. Remain encouraged. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com. You can check me out on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.